Hello, everybody. It's day 35 of 100, and uh, we're going to dive into something different. We completed our Enneagram Introductions series yesterday. Hope that was helpful. And today we're going to start in on two of the things that I think are uh, maybe most helpful with the Enneagram, and particularly Enneagram applications in relationship. So these are excerpts. Um, from my Enneagram Relationships workshop that I teach. We won't go through that whole workshop, but I want to give um, some of this foundational material because it's it's just so, so useful, or certainly has been in my experience. And we're going to start by talking about harmonic groups. And this is just another way of grouping the nine types into subgroups of three. Um, there's kind of endless fractals of groupings of three. And, you know, we talked already about the basic three triads of, broken up by the centers of intelligence that are dominant for the types. And this is a different, uh, a different grouping. So this is uh, about how each type handles conflict and situations uh, in which our needs are not met or we're not getting what we want. And so it reveals a fundamental way that our personality defends itself against loss and disappointment. Sometimes this grouping is even just called the coping styles. So either the harmonic groups or the coping style groups. And it's really rare that I see this taught. And I don't understand that because like I said, this has been one of the most helpful things for me personally, and certainly in the context of communities that I've been a part of that have known the Enneagram. And Another thing this can be helpful with is sometimes it's it's a key to misidentifications and, and helping people identify their numbers. Sometimes there's um, confusion about numbers within these harmonic groups. Those three groups, let's line them out here. We've got a positive outlook group that is made up of numbers uh, 2, 7, and 9. And... Those folks are denying that they have a problem. That's their uh, coping strategy. And it, it looks a little different for, for each of them, of course, and we'll come back and go um, and go through what that looks like. Um, the second group is the competency group, and that's made up of numbers 1, 3, and 5. And they're cutting off feelings to solve problems logically. And again, they have their own posture for doing that, and we'll come back and explore those more in depth. And finally, we have the reactive group, and this is made up of numbers 4, 6, and 8. And these numbers react strongly and need a response from others in conflict. And again, it looks different for each of them, and we will explore that more fully. And as is true with the other triadic groupings, you know, in practice, we have all three of these harmonic styles that we use to varying degrees. Um, however, we tend to have a dominant harmonic style or coping strategy associated with our type. And this is of particular interest in the combination of harmonic styles um, that are at work when people are resolving conflicts. And the idea is not that any one of these, of course, is bad or less than the others. It's just that 
if we can get some balance and some flexibility about what strategy we use when and are able to use what is most helpful in the moment in the context of that particular conflict or situation, then we can get farther, we can do less damage, we can experience less suffering. And so the idea is, as it usually is with the Enneagram, balance and flexibility and not cutting off what is our default strategy because it's probably served us quite well and in some situations is going to continue to do that. But if we can develop some flexibility to use these other strategies at our disposal, then we're going to be hopefully uh, more balanced, healthier functioning human beings. So let's look at the positive outlook group a little bit more directly. So these are folks, remember numbers two, seven, and nine, that deal with conflicts by adopting a positive attitude. They're going to be reframing disappointment and looking at the bright side of things. They're often really morale builders. They want others to feel good and and genuinely are skilled at helping us do that. Um, Partly that is so that they can keep feeling good um, and, and focused on the positives. But there are two sides to that coin, of course, and that can be a gift. Uh, There's some difficulty facing the dark side of themselves for all three of these types. And there's a theme um, at play here about having trouble balancing one's own needs with the needs of others. So twos tend to be very focused on others' needs, and sevens tend to be more focused on their own needs, and nines really try to balance both attention to others' needs and their own and and try to manage both. The next group, the competency group, numbers one, three, and five, are putting aside feelings and striving to be objective, effective, and competent by trying to solve problems logically. And there are issues related to working within the confines of structure or systems that evolve somehow from relationships with family. So, Ones and fives are either operating inside the rules or challenging them, but are very aware of rules and and structure either way. With threes, it's kind of a both and, and they'll fluctuate. So they want the benefits of the rules and the system, but not the restrictions of it. And so if, uh, if a rule or a structure or a system benefits them, then they'll go with it, they'll comply, but if it is restricting or impeding their goals uh, or what they are pursuing, then then that's when they might find a way around it. And those postures kind of all have their manifestations in the context of coping and relating in conflict. But the, the gist here is this cutting off of feelings to solve problems logically, trying to stay objective and composed and all of that. But finally, we have the reactive group made up of types four, six, and eight. And these folks are reacting emotionally to problems and have difficulty knowing how much to trust others. And that um, contributes to this search for an emotional response from others that mirrors the concern of the four, six, and the eight. So they want other people to match their intensity level in conflict. They have strong likes and dislikes and reactions, and they need to deal with 
feelings first, and if they're not able to express themselves, then they can get resentful and vindictive. So there's, there's difficulty balancing a need for independence and self-determination with their need to be nurtured and supported by others for all three of these types in their own ways. Um, and they're kind of simultaneously trusting and distrusting others. So there's some testing that goes on in conflict with these types. And they all fear being betrayed in their own way. And so they need feedback to know where others stand toward them. So they're often either looking for advice or direction from others or, or rebelling against that and defying that input from others. So fours are often really looking for this input and seeking it out. Sixes, it's kind of both and. There, there's that ambivalence that we see in so many ways for sixes. So they're, they're looking for this advice, direction, support, what have you, but also kind of rebelling or defying um, or fluctuating between the two. And eights are more often rebelling or defying. Um, remember, that's there's a need to kind of be against imposition for eights for sure. But again, the theme is this uh, reaction and this need for a response from others for each of these types, four, six, and eight. Okay, so what will be up next is a look specifically at twos, sevens, and nines and how this positive outlook group interacts with the other types in conflict. So stay tuned for that. It will be up shortly. Thanks. Bye.